0: As you said, my name is Dominique and I am the founder of Hairpub. HairPop is a digital online marketplace and we sell natural hair care products and accessories for afro and curly hair. The whole premise of HairPop is to make it easier and more convenient for people to shop for hair care online from quality black owned hair care brands all based here in the UK. So at the moment, we're going for a phase of onboarding um, more haircare brands onto the platform so that we can really enhance the amount of products and accessories that people need so that they never have to go to the high street hair shop again, whether that's um, due to convenience or just not being able to get the knowledge and information of what they need to care for their hair from high street hair shops. Um, I lived in London. For a a number of years and then I moved back to Birmingham to start the business and the business launched in at the end of 2018 at the technology hub in Birmingham and we've just been really building a really fantastic community since then and we've had lots of smaller um, activations with our hair care brands in Birmingham, we've attended some of the biggest natural hair festivals, such as Curly Treats. Um, We've been invited by Facebook to do a pop-up shop, and we've been featured on BBC when we did some lockdown hair tutorials with one of our brand partners. So we've been really active since we started in 2018. And it's really the whole platform is really about helping black owned haircare brands to get access to their customers and helping customers get access to quality hair care, which will save them time and money on um, buying the things that are right for them.
1: Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. It's, uh, you've been very busy since 2018. Uh, so I think the question would be, uh, before you set up your brand, was this kind of your passion? Was it about hair? Did you have this thing, uh, product, you know, in, innovation thinking right from time? And how did you, just, you know, kick it off if, if you... If that
0: okay so hair pop actually started when i took my mom on a birthday trip to dubai and um we were talking there was so there was my mum and my cousins and my aunt and we were talking about three o'clock in the morning and i i really wanted to do something to support my community and i suppose i've always been entrepreneurial but without actually realizing it and we were going through all the, the sort of things that i like and one of them was hair care so I've always loved hair from since a very very young age I learned to braid because my mum always used to braid my hair so I soon learned how to braid using like dolly heads and then when I was 14 I learned how to braid with extension so then I would do my friend's hair at school and on the weekends and earn a bit of money and then starting my own natural hair journey I went on it twice so once was by accident when I just stopped relaxing my hair and the second time I really tried to think about the products and the ingredients that I was actually using to make sure that my hair was always hydrated. I've never really been one that focuses on length more the health of my hair because my hair grows quite quickly which I realised the second time of being, like going back to natural but it's more about making sure my hair is healthy and nourished because um there's not there's no point in having long hair if it's not healthy so and also I've always been interested in technology my career is actually in local government which some people think has nothing to do with what I do now however a lot of what I did in um, in my roles was a lot of project management, program management and a lot of digital transformation. So all of those are very transferable skills that I actually use today. So when you start a business, strategy is your number one thing, knowing um, how you're going to actually really grow your business and then putting those things into action to make sure that You're achieving your goals and digital transformation is so important because, for instance, last year when we went into lockdown, because Hair pop was already very visible online, it was a lot easier for us to transition to doing things online. Whereas for some people who had never really had much of a presence or a consistent presence, they found it really difficult to transition to online and some people just closed or paused Um, completely so all of my experience from my my previous career is very transferable to everything that I do um, day to day in in hair pop and working in local government you're working to serve the community because you're a civil servant and it's very similar to what I do now I'm serving two communities one um, is a community of brands and the other is a community of um, mainly black women who need solutions for their hair care
1: hmm. yeah so it's a good thing of marrying the two is into serving your community with your passion and also your yeah. past skills and you know using that as as um a way to to enhance your know, what you you do okay um i think you've really touched on it uh, maybe before we start asking questions i think this Again, what steps did you take really to actually make you a reality?
0: So the first thing I I will say to people is that I started with market research. (laughs) Market research is so important to do at the very beginning and during every step of of your journey. So before I I left my last job, I was part of the um, Black Workers Group. So I had come across a lot of um, black men and women across the organization, particularly women as well, because of the various different types of roles that people are in. And before I left, I did a very short survey asking people about the types of products they use and the ingredients and how they felt about their shopping experience. Just really tried to get to know them. And I brought in some um, Munches, and I sent out a message to everybody and it was like everybody come to my floor at lunchtime I've got munchies and drinks and please can you fill out this form and everyone just flocked to it and it was really really good because it was very last minute as well so I used those questions as a base and I was continually carried on asking people people that I didn't know people that I did know just to make sure I was refining the message and I asked questions such as you know where do you shop and, the the answers allowed me to go and look at those um those places and their business models and really see how I could introduce that into the hair care industry because this is where my customers said that they they like to shop so it was like well what is it about these shops um whether it was online whether it was offline whether it was the look and feel so it is really important to start with market research because You might have a great idea and then realize that nobody wants it. And if you start with market research, you can quickly say, Well, actually, I'm not going to do this. Or you can confirm that, yes, this is something that we need. And this is something that people want. And this is the validation. And it really helps because. If you're going on to get investment, for example, in the future, investors want to know what the market reach is, what market research you have done, so they're going to ask you questions about that. So. For you to be able to say well I've surveyed this amount of people I've had this amount of focus groups and you know people said this and I've got the research to back that up then it really helps um for you to for people to really understand and it's very similar with funding as well once you've got that evidence to say that you've actually um done the research that it kind of backs up what you already know
1: mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think for me, I don't know if, you know, the audience or anyone can chip in. I think it's that research, that's where, I don't know, we, for example, I think we lack. And so, you know, this idea just, you know, pops into, for me anyway, I don't know if other people, and you just want to, you know, just do it, but not really researching, taking our time to see what are the pros and cons, isn't it? And where could the benefits or the challenges be? And I think, yeah, so I think that's something good. And do do your research first, isn't it? The idea is there, there, but do your research and make sure um, you know what you're talking about, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And once you've done the research, do it again, you know, make changes. And then, you know, after a quarter, for instance, ask those questions again to the same people or to different people and see if the answers change. Because it's something that you should constantly be doing. um, And as your business starts to grow, maybe it's not as feasible to do it quarterly, but maybe you do it um, every six months or every year. But it is really important to make sure your offering is still the same
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay all right um yeah uh, does anyone want to contribute or have anything to say at this point before we move on no
2: okay inesh go on one, one i forgot what i wanted to say but um, for young people like us what do you recommend if they want to start a business like because I was very interested as well to start like a care business like you can see I always like wearing my natural hair
0: yeah I would say definitely start with market research so have your idea and really think I would say write down everything that you want to do and think about it from the end point and work backwards. So one thing that I did with my business advisor is something called um, a vision, at the time it was Vision 2021. So I did that three years ago um, when we just launched and it was basically, what do you want your personal life to look like? And what do you want your business life to look like? So if money time wasn't an issue, What exactly would that look like? Um, Where would it be? Um, How many staff would you have? What kind of colours? What kind of things would you be doing? And then you take a step back and you work out how to get there. I think that's really important because sometimes we can think, oh yeah, I want to start a hair care business. But what does that mean? You know, there's so many different avenues. There's so many different business models. Um, There's so many different types of, you know, hair care could be, just focus on wigs it could be just focus on products it could just be focus on accessories or just on advice on how to achieve hairstyle so it's really about narrowing it down as much as possible so I would say brainstorm with yourself brainstorm with family and friends and get them to ask you questions and that's something that really helped me so when, when you're starting a business, you'll get people that are very supportive and people that are like, what are you doing? And the ones that are like, what are you doing? They can help spur you on as well because they'll ask you questions. And as you answer the questions more and more, they then realize, well, actually she's done her research and she knows what she's talking about. So I would never even let those people, the criticisms kind of hold me back. I'm like, I don't have to answer this or I'm going to find the answer to this question. So I'll definitely say brainstorm, um, think about your long-term vision, what you want it to look like, and then work backwards and how to take the steps to get there, and do your market research. Mm. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hello. I've a question. Hi, Jackson. Oh yeah. Um, sorry, I've got one question. I just want to ask, um, if you read already style business like me, I've already started business, but the only problem with COVID, COVID has hit it hard. So the market is down in terms of the business why I do is like events. So I've been knocked down badly because there's no wedding, there's no birthday party, there's no lot of stuff that I can do to cover up. But I would say in term of like I've already started, but I'm struggling, you know, financially. So would you say If the business is struggling financially would you say um where could we go to to source any capital like to finance to finance the business to get to keep it going if we want to buy like new equipment or new stuff where can we source what would be the best platform because i tried crown it didn't work what would be the best charitable fund that can help us boost up the business
0: So um, that's a really good question, Jackson. I'm not a charity, so I wouldn't be able to advise you on where to go. But there, if you try like the government websites, there are a lot of resources out there. So there's things like bounce back loan. I'm not sure if that is applicable for a charity, but you can definitely start there and maybe have a look um, to see if if it kind of leads you down to the right road for charities. There's a lot of grants out there, um, depending on where you live. So you can find grants in your local area from your local authority. For instance, they will have business grants and then there's national grants such as Innovate UK. Um, there's companies if you if you're on like sort of Instagram or Facebook groups and there's lots of companies like financial companies that may be able to help you. So one of them that I do know is called Lendo and they work with lots of different financial providers. so they might be able to help you or point you in the right direction. Um, In terms of Covid and how it's impacted your business financially, I mean, I'm not sure what your business is. You mentioned um, special occasions. So can you just give a little bit of a background as to what your business is and how it's
3: impacted? Well, well, I started my business after I finished uni. So um, within the six months of starting, I started around. um... What do you actually do? What does your business do? But well, we do filming filming for like wedding we do photography okay so um we intend to go to special occasions such as birthday party and we do events and then we do we we give we do give like special offers like for a couple if we know them the close friend we will reduce the price like 20 percent and most likely the luck hasn't been on my way i've been it badly and within the six months when I started then by the time we got March the business was start, started to, to pick up but then Covid came along so since then it's been up and down up and down. Um, uh, I would
0: suggest I would suggest joining some Facebook groups I'm not sure if you're on Facebook but yes. there's lots of um Facebook groups out there for everything and right. um, for instance there's a group Called the UK Black Female Photographers, um, okay. and that's for Black women who are photographers, mm-hmm. and they can connect with each other. So I would mm-hmm. say try similar sort of groups like that, and um, photography mm-hmm. groups, Black photography groups, and um, mm-hmm. local photography groups, mm-hmm. and see what people have been doing. Um, yeah. Because also people share information, and I've I know that you know one person might say oh there's someone wants to do this shoot but I can't do it does anyone else want to do it and then they'll pass on the contact details. so mm-hmm. it's really about being in part of communities because during COVID um it's been difficult for so many businesses however by forming or joining communities it's really helped to keep people motivated um because For instance, there's a lot of virtual events at the moment, and we've done a couple of virtual marketplaces, we did one in December and one in February, and there's actually virtual photo booths, and I had never heard of that before, but it actually works really well so people join the virtual event space and they can go into a virtual photo booth where it's got a frame that has you know hip-hop branding and they can take that photo they can save it they can share it to their social media and that's worked really effectively for photographers and videographers that haven't been able to go to in-person events so maybe you would you could think about things like technology and how you can utilize um, things like that you might not have to make it yourself you could probably find um, what they call white label and then just outsource it to people and um, one thing with the special occasions yes whilst it hasn't been the same in terms of the amount of people and the amount of photographers and videographers required however people still do want to capture those moments and if you can link technology with those special occasions, I think you'll really help your business to grow. So um, funerals, for example, because um, and weddings, because the number is so limited, there's been a lot of companies that are actually allowing it to be streamed. So now not only can more people attend that may have been invited or physically able, but now they can attend from anywhere in the world. So that's also something to consider. Do you have the infrastructure to be able to provide a streaming service to the special occasions whilst numbers are still limited?
3: Uh, th- thank you very much for advice. Um, I really appreciate it. I've, I've, taken, I've taken down a lot of notes, to be honest. Um, thank very you very well. much. I never thought of some of the things you've mentioned today. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs>
1: Thanks for that. I think those were, you know, really detailed um, answers as well. I thank you for the question. I think the next one would be obviously, you know, you've talked about the ride, setting it up. Um, so what were the actual challenges? Because really, they they can be challenges, isn't it? So what challenges did you face and how did you overcome them?
0: yeah so one of the challenges i think i faced at the beginning was being in a business community so when as i said when the idea for hair pop actually came on a night in dubai and a holiday and shortly after that i was then going to stay in senkis St. and nevis um, which is where my family are from in the caribbean so i actually started the business in terms of the background work so i've done i done some research in the uk And then I was still, I was taking that research and I was analysing it and I was doing a lot of background work in terms of the business model and the marketing and all those sorts of things whilst I was away. But in in San Jose Nevis, I wasn't aware of a business community. There were a lot of people that had businesses and a lot of electricians and contractors, but that's just something they had done from since they left school. So there wasn't really sort of a manual of how to start. So then I came back to the UK to start a business and shortly after I came back I heard about um, business incubators. I never heard of that before and if you don't know what a business incubator is it's um, a hub for entrepreneurs who have started or are about to start their business and you get lots of support and guidance. You get it from, um, it's kind of a programme but then you also get the support from your peers so everybody's in the same boat in the sense that they're all trying to grow their businesses some people will be making more money than others some people would have started sooner than others but inevitably everybody is there to grow their business and then you have um, a host of support when it comes to helping you with marketing or providing resources around finance and um, even down to coaching and things like imposter syndrome and I found that You know, entrepreneurship can be a very lonely journey, especially when you're new to it and you don't necessarily have a background in it. You know, my degree is in social policy, which is all about um, welfare states and government and uh, I specialise in education policy. So it's very different to writing a business plan or a financial forecast in the same way. So it's really important from my perspective to be part of a community where you're around other business owners and other people who can help you to grow your business. So I think the biggest challenge was actually finding those resources. And when I did find the resources, it's definitely helped me to flourish. So that's probably the biggest one.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay uh, yeah I think that leads to the next question then, um, so did you get any support from, apart from the loans or the, obviously the loans or in other grants, so did you get any support from the government or the local council? Um, setting it up.
0: Yeah, so I actually applied for a grant from an organization called Coventry University or I can't remember the name Coventry University, Coventry University Innovations. And so that's more of a local um, grant to the West Midlands. And I applied for that to redo our website. So the initial website, I used a WordPress template and then I just redesigned the colors and wrote the copy and um, so it was very it was very DIY and it was fine to begin with because it was better to start with something rather than procrastinating on nothing especially when resources financially were very limited so after the business started to grow and the template was no longer serving its purpose as in we needed more things and we need to streamline things I then realized that we I really wanted to redesign the website with the customer in mind and that meant when you come to hairpop.com um what do you see how do you go through the customer journey until checkout And um, everything that happens afterwards you know follow up emails mm-hmm. and also for the vendors um for them to be able to access their their orders and see see how they're doing so that was really important and then so I applied for a grant to be able to redevelop our website and that was a really good investment to be honest um, it was the grant was match funding so match funding is where um you put half or just under half of the money and then the grant organization matches whatever you put in so if you apply for a grant and it's 10000 pounds um, you pay five thousand, and then they will match five thousand as well. So, um, yeah, there's there's things like that which is really important. And it there's lots of there's lots of smaller pots of money as well. So, you, if you want to look at like your local universities, and they will have money as well. You don't have to have gone to that university, but they will have fund for local businesses because it kind of helps with what they're doing in the area because so for instance um Aston University in Birmingham is a business school so it's in their best interest to be able to support businesses in Birmingham because that's where the university is located that's where the students are located even if they're not from there so it's in their best interest to be able to support people from the area mm,
1: okay all right, so I think it's really very insightful, you know, um conversation. Um I don't know if anyone has anything to contribute. Mommy, do you wanna chip in anything?
0: <laughs> Hi everyone. Hello.
3: Hi, yeah. Uh, hey. Sorry, I came in a bit late. So um, I didn't catch what I know you're an entrepreneur, but I don't really know exactly what you do. Is it just about is it hair product or what is it?
0: Yeah, so I have a digital platform where we mm-hmm. sell natural hair care products and accessories for Afro and curly hair. So we have a wide range of um, products um, where people can come onto the website. We have a live chat if people need to ask any questions. And then they can purchase online and their hair products are delivered to their door
3: all right okay because um i've been on uh, natural hair for a while now
0: okay. and i've
3: decided to look my hair um matilda doesn't know about that because we haven't <laughs> seen each other for a very long time. <laughs> yeah so i've looked it now i've been looking at um different products to help you know grow the locks so um, maybe um if you link in your website
2: Sure.
0: I, will
2: just, I will just have a look at it, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks. I also... Go on, finish. I also, Thank you. Based on the hair product, I, I've been struggling because, you know how you have 4C, 3B on all this? Yeah. I don't know my hair. I don't know what type of hair I have. <laughs> People say 4A, 4B. 4b because sometimes it curls like what about if you want to find a product for your hair because i don't know my hair type they're always asking me they say like 4b 4c i don't know
0: yeah um i think hair typing can be a little bit subjective sometimes i think as a ballpark figure it does help but it's really about the thickness of your hair and how well it retains moisture and as your hair gets longer as well, you'll notice that different parts of your hair has different textures as well. So some parts will be really curly and some parts will be a little bit looser. So some in that in that respect, the typing method doesn't always work because if you, the front of your hair is really thick and coily but the back is sort of looser curls, then it just means the products are just gonna work in different ways. So it's really about whether you're using heavier products or whether you're using lighter products. So if your hair's a bit thinner, you're probably, if your hair's Afro, it's probably gonna be more on the 4A side. And it's more about when it's wet, how does it it curl and how does it retain the water and the moisture? And that dictates what type of products that then you'll be able to use. But also we have to take into consideration things like the time of year, so in the winter when it's colder, um, it's it's a lot more difficult to retain moisture. Um, in the summer, again, and also depending on where you live as well, you know, hair your hair will, your hair will change. And equally as humans, it depends on how much water we're we're drinking, um, our diets, all of those things kind of contribute. So. You might find that in the winter, actually you don't drink as much water. So you might find that your hair is also drier, whereas in the summer, because it's warmer, you're probably drinking much more water. So you think, over oh, well, that, this is why my hair was also growing. So you have to take into consideration all those factors. Um, but it really is about how your hair retains moisture. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Mm,
1: okay. And obviously, you're using your product, right? So you're... <laughs> you have to be using it, right? You're using.
0: I, I do, yes. Yeah. So I, I do get people asking that. Do you use the products? Like, yes. I, everything that I sell that I use, um, for sure. So, yeah. And anything that I don't have, it really spurs me on to make sure we're looking for companies that sell those particular products and particularly within the black community but there's there's most things out there within our community so yes I do use the products
1: Mm, okay all right then I think the one thing question for me is I know um, people struggle with marketing right so you have this you don't have this idea is out there so how do you Market, how do you have that edge against your competitors so that's you know really a struggle many business owners struggle with so I don't know what's your thoughts on that
0: yeah marketing is probably the most fun part of running a business but also the most difficult as well because it takes a while to really know Your tone of voice in terms of how you speak to your customers and this is why i say that market research is so important because when i first started when it was an idea i my thoughts were people aren't going to want to buy black owned products because they're more expensive when actually people said that they would spend more on products if they had the knowledge to know feel more comfortable that what they were buying was going to work for them so knowledge was much more important than finance whereas if I hadn't done that market research I wouldn't have known that Um, and some of our products the price point is higher but then the quality is also better as well and with anything the better the quality the the more it costs but people are more interested in the fact that it's more likely to work for them you know nothing's perfect we can recommend things and people may say well actually I didn't like it the first time they might try it again and they like it and sometimes they, they just don't but market research is really important and that's why I say continually do it because if you start your business on year one in year five the way you're talking to your customers might have changed so therefore you need to be speaking to your customers to make sure that you're still offering them value for money a value service so when you the more you speak to your customers the more you can actually um, talk in a way that they will then respond to and other similar people like them will also respond to as well so I come from a very formal background working in a local government and um, I le- I worked with a lot of directors and I worked with uh, politicians so in terms of like writing it was very formal however hair Hairpop is very intentionally uh, a quite a fun brand and even when it comes to hair care it can be quite political and whilst we don't shy away from the importance of the politics of hair care. We also wanna make it fun because for some people it's about self care, it's about self love, it's about community and not always about the politics. And even where it is concerned, people wanna have talk about it in a very lighthearted way. So we always try to ensure that when we do communicate the brand, it's in our tone of voice because so for instance, um, I, have a, I have a Caribbean um, background and I love carnival. Um, I'm quite vibrant, <laughs> which is why my hair's red. I wear bright colours all the time. I laugh a lot and I really want to bring people together and I really want to bring that out in the brand. So if we were putting out posts that were sort of black and white and grey, it wouldn't really go with um, my personality as the brand owner or our culture as a company. So that's why we always make sure, you know, we're using bright colours and, you know, sometimes we might talk in a little bit of slang. That's why we have a lot of fast sort of soaker music, because we're trying to emulate that fun tone, but also providing a really good service. And the only way we can do that is by continuously talking to our customers and seeing what works and what didn't work. So i hope that this is your question around marketing yeah
3: yeah
1: yeah it does it does i
3: have a good question though yeah imagine like i deal with real customers so my my customer journey is different compared to any customer journey yeah of course i will get inquiry like people inquiring about events but then my customers are physical so for me my process my customer journey is different to to me my customer is more likely like they will book an event. I will have a chat with them. Um, we will talk. We will plan about the events. My journey doesn't end until the job get delivered. Actually, even after the job gets delivered, it's not yet completed. So um, my job goes back and forth because if the picture goes wrong or if the video goes wrong, we have to risk, you have to you have to find ways on how to improve the thing. So you, you mentioned about like um, how to market yourself. So um. I'm not saying I've struggled there, but yeah, because when I started, I haven't had a lot of events. I've not yet marketed myself much. And I think that's a good point to raise there about marketing myself or putting myself out there. I've got a Facebook page for, for the business. I've got an Instagram page for the business. But then, yeah, I haven't been active, if I have to be honest. So what would you suggest to me, like meeting physical customers? What do I need to do more from? from from aspect what do you think i need
0: to do i think at the moment if you're saying that your business is slow then this is the perfect time to really enhance your digital footprint so if you have a facebook page then definitely start posting pictures and videos and testimonials from the events that you have done and maybe even do sort of instagram lives or facebook lives with some of the people that you have done events with because it's one thing for you to say, um, you know, hire me, I'm great. But it's another thing to actually have your clients um, advocate for you as well. So definitely say utilize um, the digital platforms because whilst doing face-to-face stuff is really good, whilst we are in this time where, you know, most people are at home and it's, it's a lot more difficult to meet people in person. It's, you know whilst people are at home to say something like this let's jump on zoom record a conversation and then you can share the, the person's experience you know you can turn that into content you can chop it up into 10 second videos and um, you can have word testimonials but really utilize the people you have worked with and allow that to speak for you because then it's not you just saying i'm great book me it's it's speaking from the people who actually have benefited from the work that you've done. And as, you know, I'm sure you've probably got a lot of content and providing that you own it or you've got permission from the people who you were taking the content of, that means you've got lots to share because um, there's, you know, your, your industry is very competitive. So it's what makes you stand out over the other person. And naturally, you know, we think the customer journey starts when they contact us, but it doesn't. So there's probably people who have been following you for a while and haven't actually engaged with you, but are waiting to see the sort of stuff that you've put out before they contact you. And, you know, you, you need to think of yourself as a customer as well. So if you were looking for a photographer for a special occasion and someone recommended someone to you, the first thing you're probably going to do is look at their profile, whether it was their Instagram, their website, and see what their work that they have shown looks like. And if it didn't look that great, you probably wouldn't even go as far as contacting them. But if it did take, if you know, if you did like it, you would then start the process of contacting them. And then once you've contacted them, you know, how long they take to respond, the type of respond how transparent they are with their prices or their timing all of those things adds to how valuable your um your services so i would say at the moment if you haven't got many bookings this is a time to really really push the things that you have done and the things that you can do
3: thank you very much and really and again i really appreciate your advice you're welcome
1: yeah um so i think the next question is um because you said you your products are out there now isn't it so they're in the big um shops like uh what was it one body shop right and and a host of others as well right um, So some of the
0: brands that we have are stocked in retailers yes the
1: retail, yes so how did you get your products into the retailing yeah, um um retailer shop how did you what was the journey did you just how did you approach them or do you, you have to make phone calls or did you have to write you know business strategy how did you go about doing that though
0: so that's not actually something that we we focus on. So I can't take credit for the the products that are in shops. So we are a marketplace. So we resell products that are already existing. So because we don't make products, we don't go into retail. The actual manufacturers of those products go into and um, make contact with the retailers to then go into the shop. So that's not something that we focus on. We focus on marketing the brands. And ensuring that customers can buy products that they actually do need.
1: Okay. Okay. All right then. Okay. Uh, so now you've talked about. I think we've had a lot of information about the product marketing strategy and what we really want. And so let's focus now. I don't know if Mr. Ade, do you have any questions before we move to the next segment? <laughs> Yeah, he's not. Mr Ade. Okay. Um, so I think now let, let's focus on, you know, empowering, you know, the black community. And so what, um, so I think the question is, what gaps do you see today? And what do you think we can, and what do you think is the best approach to, you know, empower our black community? In terms of entrepreneurship and you know business skills,
0: I think the biggest gap, um, particularly for our community, is probably around funding and finance. Mm-hmm. Often we have a great idea, mm-hmm. and then we kind of go fast and say yes we're going to launch it you know we've got an instagram page now we've got a few customers and but we we don't have much capital to actually hire staff or buy equipment um, or go to trade events and things like that so there's definitely a big gap and when it comes to getting sort of like venture capitalist funding it's very very difficult for um black um, founders and it's very difficult for black female founders um, as well so there's lots of different intersections mm-hmm. and I, I think first and foremost trying to bridge that gap in terms of how we do access finance
3: mm-hmm. um,
0: there's as I said there's lots of funding out there and I don't think enough of us actually really apply for it or apply for enough So even when we do apply, I think we're quite modest in terms of how much we think we really need. And just in general, I think knowing your numbers and in terms of how much money is coming in, how much is coming out is really important. And I think the more we know how we're going to make money, we can put those steps in to actually hold ourselves accountable to make sure we can actually reach that
1: Okay. Yeah, I think one thing for me, the, the we don't I, we don't even know. So I don't even know. You mentioned these grants and for funding. A lot of the Black communities, they don't know it exists, really, to be fair. Uh, I think the question would be, what's the kind of the best place to start looking? And because it, I, I believe if you ring up the council today, I don't think the council would be in the position to tell you um, from experience anywhere but it's just again the information on how to assess grants we don't really know and I think uh, what do you think is the best way to kind of you know break that uh, gap
0: so one thing that I've learned very soon is to ask for help so if you don't know the question the answer to the question or if you don't know how to do something then ask somebody who may be able to help you. So for instance, I know a little bit about websites. I, I had a blog and I was able to you know write blogs and share it. But when it came to having an e-commerce website, it was very, very different. And I was able to do the first iteration of the website because I had some knowledge. But then when it came to thinking about the customer journey, when we wanted to redesign the website, I have limited knowledge in terms of technology, in terms of the different language around web, what the difference is between a web designer, a web developer, um, all these front-end developers, back-end developers, all these different things. So I went to this festival called Afrotech Festival, which was in London a few years ago. And I would just speak to people. So everybody, most people there were black people who were working in tech and I was there as a woman who has a tech company Mm -hmm. and I was able to meet people and I I spoke to one person who works in the tech industry had sort of like 20 years experience and I told him I want to redesign my website but I want to know make sure I'm asking the right questions so that I don't get overcharged for something and that I can have a really good conversation because one thing about business if you want a product or service but you don't exactly know what you want that often comes out at, at an additional cost because let's just say on a smaller scale let's just say if you hire a graphic designer and you say I want a booklet and they're like okay what kind of booklet and you're like I don't know I just want a booklet and I'm gonna you know sell this book this booklet so that graphic designer is going to have to go back and forth with you, which is going to cost you time because they're going to have to come up with lots of different proposals to try and understand what it is that you want. Whereas if you say, I want a booklet that is 24 pages, it's A5, it's going to have space about hair pop. It's going to have advertising space. These are the types of colors. This is where it's going to go. Can you give me a quote that will cut down a significant time and then the price will be, cheaper than if you just like I don't know what I want type of thing (laughs) so I would definitely say take that into consideration just asking for help if you don't know the answer to the question there's always somebody that does and if the person that you think doesn't know they probably can help you point you in the right direction so just simple things like going through Facebook groups or looking for Instagram accounts so um there's lots of black venture capitalists and if you ask somebody you know do you know a black venture capitalist then they might know somebody or if you like look for it and look through hashtags on instagram or look through facebook groups or just do a general google search you'll probably find the 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 starting point to your answer and then just keep asking people Mm.
1: okay okay Uh, so for you to Um, So how did you find out about the Afrotech? Did you just Google? Did you just put something in Google? Um, That that one was
0: just part of being part of the network. So even though I'm in the hair care industry, we're also in the technology industry because we need the website to function. Just like with COVID, all events got canceled last year. So there wasn't any offline events. So without the website, we wouldn't have been able to continue. So we are very much reliant on technology so I always, always make sure that I'm in technology spaces as well because if you want to make things easier and more convenient internally as well as externally technology is the way forward you know if you have to go through 10 steps to get for a process for instance if I just had an Instagram account and people had to come to my Instagram and then they had to scroll through lots of products and then they had to DM me to buy it and then I had to send them a payment link and then I had to wait for them to pay and then I had to send it out that would the drop-off rate of those customers would be very high but being able to say well actually here's the website on our Instagram page it takes you to the checkout you adding the details and you get the product um, as quickly as possible so it's it's about Really thinking about how technology can make our lives so much easier.
2: Mm. Okay, I have a question. Um, one of my question is: uh, Last year, I wanted to start a, a bundle business. Um, I had lack of support, and I was not very aware of the the field, and um because of that i wrote the business plan everything and because of the fine finance um i go I, did, I stopped because they were not giving me the finance that i wanted when i asked i don't know if you know princess trust yep and and what do you recommend so i i i basically said to myself that um to save more money when I save my money I can start that what do you recommend
0: so what what's the question that you're you're asking
2: my question what do you think I should do with that business should I go should I look for other funds or should I just um save money and when I save, money, I can start it again
0: There's really no right or wrong answer to that because it's very dependent on personal circumstances so some people will be working full time and they'll be working on their business as a side hustle in the evenings or in the mornings and then they'll build up the capital and they'll put that money into the business and then once the business starts to grow then they'll leave their job. And they'll work on the business. Some people work full time and have the business on the side and may have a team that runs it for them. And then other people um, like myself work full time in the business. So it really depends on your personal circumstances and your motivation for wanting to do it, because if you didn't get support from Princess Trust, for example, there are plenty other organisations that are very similar to the Prince's Trust who would be able to help you in terms of, you know, if you've done the Princess Trust entrepreneur course, it's like a short course and they teach you about finance and marketing and all these different things. There's lots of communities like that. And I think in terms I- of motivation motivation, really consider accountability groups, whether you join one or you start one. So I have one at the moment with two friends um, that have businesses and we have our financial goals. So every week we have a half an hour check-in, we set three goals, And then that we're going to achieve and we hold each other accountable. And then halfway through the week, we check in and we're like, how are you getting on? What are your blockers? And at the end of the week, we'll say, this is how, this is what we achieved. This is what the blockers were. And these are the goals for next week. So every week we know we have to have done something towards those goals. And that was, that's a simple WhatsApp group but you can join accountability groups like there's coaches out there where you can formally join like mastermind classes. So you might sign up for say 12 weeks and then you get lots of different tasks that you have to do and you have to show up every week. So if you're struggling with motivation, that could really help you. But as I said, there's lots of different organisations similar to Princess Trust, but you have to really work out what's best for you. So if you've already done your business plan and you know how much you need to start or grow the business and then you need to look at what you actually have in the bank towards that if it's not enough you might say well actually I'm going I'm going to work x amount of time I'm going to save this and then I'm going to start in three six nine twelve months whatever that that may be um, or you might look at other funding agencies like um, a grant or you might look at a bank loan and um, yeah but I think it's it's something for you to really consider the options so speak to lots of different people depending on where you are in your journey and um, and what's personally right for you as well because if it is a case that you want to have the um the backup of having a job And then working on your business side that might help but you might want to just solely focus on getting investment or getting a grant everything will take the same amount of time in my experience you know if you write a grant application for a thousand pounds it will take you the same amount of time if you write a grant application for a hundred thousand pounds believe it or not so that takes a lot of time a lot of drafts same with um trying to get venture capital funding you have to have a brand deck and you'll go to pitch to an investor and the investor will say you need this 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 and this so you'll refresh your brand deck and then you're constantly approaching venture capitalists so again that is time consuming approaching them following them up, updating your brand deck same as if you're just working full-time in your business um or yeah so it really depends on your circumstances i don't think I'm in a position to give you the answer. I would just say weigh up your options.
2: Hmm.
1: Thank you. Oh, You're you welcome. Okay. You, a lot has been said. I think um, we we kind of on time now. I think we're at 10 minutes. We started a little bit late. Uh, so is there I know you said a lot about this grants, companies, and uh, you know where to go to so do you know can you just tell um us from the top of your head uh which ones that you know and then we could you know we could at least just do a google search for example which one did you can you tell yeah
0: so there is lendo they're a really good organization there is 10x10 and um, that's a group of black um, venture capitalist funders there is impact x um who else is there those are the ones that i can remember off the top of my head and there's there's plenty more but those three lendo 10x10 and impact x and if you start there you'll definitely find um and there's one called seed oh i can't remember the, the the name but if you start with those three you'll definitely find the other ones that exist because even though they're all in the same space you know they they link together so definitely start with those three
1: okay all right i think that's it for today that's
0: thank it. you so much
1: <laughs> thank you so much um i think we will send you the you know the recording um thank you that'll be Kathleen. great thank you inesh thank you mr Day. thank you, thank you very much Thank
0: you. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too.
1: Bye. You bye, take- bye. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye everyone. Bye. <laughs>